In 2009, New York City principal Ursula Anio received an irresistible offer. I was asked by the superintendent of District 20 to write a proposal for a new school in our district. It was custom built on the philosophy that all children could learn and that we were really catering to the whole child. So we developed a curriculum that was standards-based but authentic, meaning that it was interdisciplinary and it showed the connections between all subject areas. The proposal was accepted. For an application, Gifted and Talented School PS748, the Brooklyn School for Global Scholars, opened in 2010. Assistant Principal Jennifer Guido was a founding teacher and curriculum developer. Each grade comes up with, came up with three essential questions for each unit of study. We asked teachers and students to say, hmm, what does this question mean to us? What does it mean to our outside community? What does it mean to the global community? And how can we answer this question using what we learn in ELA, in math, in science, and social studies? Students thrived. In 2014, in response to overcrowding, District 20 converted PS 748 to a zoned neighborhood school. As the gifted and talented students aged out, the student body changed, but the curriculum didn't. Siobhan Lorena is an intervention specialist in math. The fact is that the standards don't change. So our path was essentially the same as far as the vision and the curriculum and the project-based learning and hands-on approach. What was different is what does each child that's coming into your classroom need? What scaffolds they need? What supports do they need? And how can we now meet them where they are and bring them to where we want them to be? Kindergarten teacher Anna Dr. Weinblatt was initially hired as the gifted and talented teacher. We build a curriculum from the ground up, so we want to give the same experiences to all of our students. However, the supports that we've put in place, such as building vocabulary, background knowledge, really you know, diving into the experience a little bit deeper so they have a better understanding of what is expected of them, that has uh, adjusted with our growing population. So we talked about patterns we see in different types of homes and we were going to use those patterns to create a home to uh, build for the three little pigs that the wolf won't be able to blow down. And this is helping us to build vocabulary, oral language, and the students will be using this to retell the story. She's probably saying, stay here, Mop. How do you think Mop can reach that bone? What do you think Mop is going to have to do? Jump! We have to jump up, you're right. I think that was that we had one defining year, I think was it last year, that was really defining for us where we had a very low GNT population testing. And, you know, and Ursula and I said to ourselves, this is, this is the year. This is the year we're going to see, and, and we maintained those scores. Jessica Sullivan is a founding fifth grade math and science teacher. Today my students were doing a math talk. So it was an algebra situation, but my students were using things like charts and tables and expressions and pictures to break down what could be a much higher level question if we were using variables, but here are fifth graders that can access it with the skills that they have. The emphasis is on these problem solving skills, which they can apply to math class or any life situation. Part of that is the conversations that they can have. Teaching in grades three through five is departmentalized by English language arts and social studies and math and science. 
fourth grade teachers discuss an interdisciplinary project as part of an instructional team meeting. For example, last year they got very engaged in historical fiction and, and it just actually led to um, a study of the Titanic through um, guided questions. So it really was a series of questions until we got to the final question, which was, could the tragedy have been prevented? And we used authentic texts and articles um, to help us so and to guide us. everything about every passenger on <laughs> Every that passenger. Shed, every <laughs> passenger. When they came into my room, they actually had to start with a soup can and then they had a plethora of materials to work with, but they had to think of that soup can as a person, and they had to actually create a life vest for it. And then they used the weight and the buoyancy and a whole ratio formula to figure out exactly how long they would have been able to stay afloat in those frozen waters for. And it also started to develop into like real life issues, mm -hmm. exactly. like the division of classes too. Mm -hmm. And Kathy, the reason you were able to guide them through that inquiry is because you know the standards, you know the content they need to know, you know the process that they need to be going through. Let's check our work. How are we going to check our work? We'll just do 13 times 4. We don't test prep, we don't have any Saturday academies, we don't have anything of that nature. We believe and our philosophy is that everything that we do every single day leading up to the test is going to prepare them for that day. Our children are meeting and exceeding the standards, however, intrinsically it's more important that they maintain that long-term learning. And that's what our authentic curriculum really supplies them, that long-term learning.